for a little drive. Johnny wanted me to take him for a quick spin around the block to go do some voting, doing his patriotic duty. His uh, no, it's a civil duty, right? I think it's a civil duty is the right term. Mm-hmm. Civic, maybe it's civil. Civic, I think I'm thinking of the car or something, but yeah. So, Johnny, tell us tell us about your voting experience, or because I didn't go in there with you, I stayed in the car. What were they? What are they doing? Are they still doing punch cards? Are you pulling, pulling levers? The lever type of thing, yeah. Huh? Pull the lever type of deal. Was that what it was? Was that a thing back in the days? I never. Yeah, that was an old thing where you would pull the lever. So it was where it punches into a card or what? No, okay. They had the punch card. Yeah, they had the punch card where it was like you put like you had like a stamp, or mm-hmm. they had that punch card where like it was like those. You know, like how before they had modern computers, they everything was fed through those little punch card things. Okay. And that told like zeros and ones. Where sort I, of like uh, school when it's that long card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was still with the black. You got to fill in the dots or how does it? How does Something it like that. Something like that. Yeah. That's how they used to do it. And I know they also have like the computer ones where you like it's a touch screen. There's actually a really funny uh, Simpsons bit. Have you seen the Simpsons bit where Homer goes to vote? No. And uh, he goes into a booth to, he, he's voting between Obama and McCain. Okay. And he's trying to click like it, like it's like implied that it's tampered, so he clicks on Obama. And it's like one vote for McCain. It's like no, I'm trying to vote for the other guy. Clicks again on Obama, two votes for McCain. He's like no, it's time for a change. And then he's like he clicks like five more times. Mm. It's like it's like six votes for McCain. He's like I only meant one of those votes for McCain. <laughs> it's like a little. Horror. No, and then, I haven't seen that. And then he tries to report the fraud, like the machine opens up like a vacuum chute and like sucks him in or whatever. It's funny. But um, I, I haven't voted in probably more than a decade, so I don't even remember. I think I think when I had I did it like a decade ago, it was just like you like bubbled in. Like how you said like you bubbled in. Yeah, yeah, it was a bubble in. Oh, that what you did? Oh, okay, okay. Was. I was uh, trying to make sure it was all full and everything. I was like, no, oh, whatever. Cause it's it's either you fill it out Completely. and you get the the edges, and then you mm-hmm. miss the center. It's the other way around. Mm-hmm. It just looks like uh like dirty hair in the fucking a pattern of dirty hair, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it was cool. It was it was actually the first time, right? You've ever voted, right? Yeah, it was the mm-hmm. very first time. Cause me, I was like, ah, this shit doesn't matter. They're all the fucking same. I think uh, over the last couple of years, I feel it's been more relevant you know what they say johnny you never forget your first is that what they say yeah <laughs> actually uh yeah i won't forget this one um because it was kind of crazy right like just getting there was a a hazard like something's telling you not to go because it was some crazy ass fucking rain we, we caught it yeah today. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i almost did i almost didn't show up today just because like it was gray and cloudy and rainy and it was mm-hmm. cold and I got I got home I had to go to the post office and I got home and like I really don't want to go out but I'm like ah but I told Johnny I would go take him to go vote and mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to turn back on that and like I don't know is today the last day of that yeah oh okay I didn't even, okay see I didn't even know so I'm like maybe like maybe I can take him tomorrow but then oh I don't know if it's like done by today so I'm like like I told him I was gonna do it I should just follow through so I came by and yeah that's what happened we took you yeah i asked him the other day hey do you want to go because you know it's it's either uh yesterday or today and he said he didn't vote like what's what's up with that yeah joe well uh, joe is when it says we don't vote because we don't take part in like world stuff even if even if a local community city doesn't seem like like the stakes are super high like we Mm -hmm. just we we don't we're neutral we don't take part in it so, yeah. Well, 
Okay, this is a gaming podcast. I, w- I was about to get into a different topic, but this is a good. This is a good time to just let's just get up back on topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll it'll drag on for a minute. Yeah, so let's let's get into gaming. Johnny was just gonna ask it if you prefer Tie Fighters or X Wings. Well, there were two different questions I had for you, but okay, I prefer Tie Fighters. I agree. Yeah, right. Tie Fighters are cooler. I was just because of the roaring sound they make, like and also Tie Fighters. I just like the shape of how it's like. It's just a little cockpit. And then you have like the you can have like the vertical wings. You have like the caved in like kind of like rumbus looking wings. Mm-hmm. The newer ones they come up with like in the movies now, where like they have like the flat wings. Have you seen the ones with the flat wings? They're like flat. Like it's just like a ball with flat wings next to it. I think I've seen it. They have them. They have them. I was watching Rogue One over the weekend, and I noticed like they have like other tie variants, which is weird because Rogue One takes place before A New Hope, mm-hmm. but you never see those variants again. So it's like that weird anachronistic kind of thing. With is it just me, or is there something about the Tie Fighter that makes it menacing? That you don't know, like what direction it really wants to go in, right? Like right. you have the X Wing, you're like, oh, that because it can like hover in gone. place and yeah. It yeah. can hover in place, and all the sides look the same. So you're not quite sure, like, is this fucking thing looking at me? Yeah. Or, or is it going, like, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're trying to creep through, and it's like, you don't know. It's like a, what is it called? Like a jail when they have that tower in the center? The tower in the center? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Where you don't know which way it's facing, right? Yeah, you don't it's know if, like... if the guard is really looking at you or not. Right. So it's got that menacing feel. Of like where, 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 whereas with like an X-Wing, you can tell the back from the front because mm-hmm. there's like propulsions in the back. And yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. It, it is just kind of like all like, I'm not sure if homogenous is the right word, but yeah, it just looks the same from all sides. And you're like, you can't really tell like what it's doing because it doesn't look aerodynamic when you look at it. It's not like a conventional plane or fighter shape, right? There's like it's it's just goes against all like design conventions of having vertical wings. yeah like you can imagine it in battle it's it's going up and then all of a sudden it decides to do a course screw and then it just drops to the bottom exactly and you don't know what side is what so you don't know how to attack this thing it's way more ufo-ish compared yes, to the yeah. x-wing which is much more of like a conventional plane kind uh-huh. of thing yeah i agree but uh anyways let's get back on top of johnny because this is the DuoSense podcast where we talk about video game news and what we've been playing every single week. And I've managed to keep that promise for the last three weeks in a row. My name, of course, is Andrew Roscoe. I'm the main host of the DuoSense podcast. But of course, as always, as usual, I should say, as usual, I am joined by the badger of the high desert. The self-proclaimed lost cause because he's always down for the cause, never down for the count. The unnecessary... The not itchy this time one, Johnny. Hey, what's up? You're not itchy today, right, Johnny? You no, got that fiberglass. You took care of it. Yeah, it's it's all gone. I just had to throw it in the trash. Had to wash everything. Make sure there's no little fibers in my deep in scrub my sheets. Yeah. Take a pumice stone and just all over. Talking about stones, I heard you like stones in your cereal. What? That's what I've heard. Who told you that? They're telling you lies. Little bird told me. I think Johnny's referencing the thing we saw, a video we saw over the weekend with someone eating stones. But anyways, Johnny, we have a couple of stories to talk about real quick. This shouldn't be a long episode, but it's not going to be a short one either. It's going to be like a medium length. I'm going to aim for it. This is the official, the rainy day episode. We're going to call it that. Okay. It's yeah. The rainy day episode. Sure. <laughs> Johnny's like, whatever you say. I'm like, all right. It's like, okay, boomer. Whatever you say. All right, Johnny, let's go. Let's talk about... A, br- a story that was very interesting that we didn't get to because it literally happened the day after we last recorded. Of course, I'm talking about the VR2 news. 
let's dive in straight from the PlayStation blog itself. PlayStation VR 2 launches in February at a heartbreaking $549.99. says, over the past several months, so this is written by Isabel Tomatis, Vice President of Brand, Hardware, and Peripherals at Sony uh, Entertainment. No, so SIE, Sony. Uh, I forgot what the IE stands for. I forgot. But Sony, oh, Sony Active Entertainment, of course. Over the past several months, we've introduced PlayStation VR 2 and provided glimpses into the next generation of virtual reality gaming, which will allow you to escape into new worlds while feeling a groundbreaking sense of immersion. Today, I am very pleased to announce that PlayStation VR 2 is officially launching on February 22nd, 2023. PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controller Charging Station, designed specifically for the PSVR 2 Sense Controller, will also launch the same day. So that's like a side peripheral. Here is the PSVR 2 lineup and recommended retail pricing for each product. Available Availability in each country is subject to local import regulations. Of course, we see a big, nice, beautiful white box with the headset, the funny haptic like hoop controllers. Um, looking for the games. Okay, so there's a PSVR 2 Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle. So that means it's an official like launch day game priced at $600 or $599.99. Right, there's a, let's see, PSVR 2 Sense Controller Charging Station. It's just where you just charge your controllers for 50 bucks. It says, standalone software titles, including Horizon Call of Mountain, will also be available for pre-order starting this month. More details will be provided at a later date. During this initial launch phase for our next-gen headset, players in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg will initially be able to pre-order PSVR 2 solely through PlayStation's online store at direct.playstation.com. Pre-orders will begin on November 15th, and players may begin to register for pre-orders starting today. Orders from direct.playstation.com for PlayStation VR 2 headsets and bundles will ship throughout the week of launch. So, like, you're not even getting it the first day. You're probably going to get it the first week that's available. In other markets, PSVR 2 will be sold at participating retailers with pre-orders beginning on November 15th. Information will be provided through participating local retailers in these regions. It says again, PSVR 2 Sense technology includes key features that enable unique gameplay experiences such as headset feedback, eye tracking, 3D audio, and the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback from the PSVR 2 Sense controllers. Together with compatible games, they will captivate players' senses and offer an incredible deep feeling of immersion. Additionally, with enhanced headset-based control tracking and high-fidelity visuals in 4000 by 2040 HDR video format or 2000 by 2040 per eye, PSVR 2 adds a true next-gen gaming experience for players to enjoy. Uh, I want to kind of skip some of this. It's more kind of PR talk. Scrolling down. It's an OLED model, 90 hertz refresh rate. Johnny, I don't know if you know what that means. You can probably tell me what that means later. 120 hertz. Uh, lens separation is adjustable, so you can actually adjust each individual like eye socket, which is perfect. Uh, field of view is 110 degrees, so that's 20 more than a right angle. So you can imagine that's kind of like, I don't know, like I'm holding my hands up to my face. Johnny, does that look like 110 degrees? Is that like 110 degree angle kind of? Sure. I don't know how to describe that. Would well, it's like the whiskers on a cat where they're barely leaning forward. Yeah. Because 90 degrees is a, is a right angle, right? That's uh -huh. like a, that's like a straight line where like, yeah. you know, so 110 is 20 more. So I have to imagine it's like a little wider than a right angle. So. I know you can't see me, but you have to just just imagine. Yeah, he's making all the mannerisms. It's like he's trying to take flight with it. <laughs> trying to flap. <laughs> it's a good example. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, vibration on the headset, USB-C type, USB type C. So if you guys have your phone chargers, like you're good, you're good on that. Uh, right. Skip past all the jargon and stuff, Johnny. Yeah. So there's no way. I think the big thing here is the price point. I think that's the real story in this story. Um, now. I'm going to probably come off as a Sony PlayStation apologist, and I just want to be fair that I am not. I call out PlayStation when they're being dumb, like they are with their PlayStation Plus service, right? However, however, I understand the pricing here, okay? Okay. I understand the pricing. Do I think it's a lot? Of course it's a lot. It's more than the system is in some territories, right? Not, I mean, it's more than what the PS5 itself costs here in the States, like the actual disk drive version of the PS5. It's $50 more. Now, that said, we have to keep in mind two key factors here, Johnny. One, we're in a... Would you say we're in a recession or depression? One of those two? I don't know which one is the right term. I'd go with the recession. Recession, right? Before things get dr- drastic with the depression, right? Before apocalyptic. Well, right now we're we're experiencing. Uh, I'm not gonna go that far. But we're yeah. experiencing inflation. Let's just say that, right? Yes. We're experiencing. Yeah. That's a pretty neutral term to say, right? Inflation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, ideally, this probably would be. I'm guessing probably under normal market conditions, it probably would be maybe a hundred to fifty dollars cheaper. Yeah. Plus supply chains, chip shortages. Plus, yeah. Plus the shortages for materials and stuff, and then secondary. A lot of people are saying like, oh, like it's cheap. It's more expensive than some of like the other VR headsets. But like this VR headset does a lot of things that those other ones don't. Okay. The only negative about this is really the cord, the single cord. Yeah. That's... Everything else is just crazy top of the line shit. Yeah. I, re- I remember them talking about like all the features and stuff like that. Like, we could not eliminate completely like just one, like all the cords. Like we could keep one, but we couldn't get rid of all of them because because remember the ps5 is mostly doing most of the computing it's doing most of the heavy lifting right Mm -hmm. so it has to be have that direct connection right and then the rest of the stuff going on with the with the with the headset with the haptic feedbacks on the controllers haptic feedback on the head the eye tracking the extremely high resolution or the like you know for the screens the oled like all that stuff is expensive tech okay all that stuff is expensive this isn't like the old school vr like the previous ps vr where it just uses like the light from the move wands right to kind of do the tracking like there is way more sophisticated technology underneath this hood so i understand the price now let me play devil's advocate here and say also that this is a what some people have been saying this is a niche within a niche okay right it's very it's a luxury item it's a luxury item but also most people don't have ps5s and then within the people who do have ps5s it's a smaller circle of people who actually care about vr right yeah so it's like you're going into like a small like specialization within a specialization. Like this isn't really meant to be like a for everybody kind of thing, like a Switch or something, right? Like a Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch. This is targeted for ve- who for a very odd category of VR enthusiasts who don't already have advanced VR on their PCs, who probably don't have like, you know, high-end hardware PCs. This is like a very weird kind of like middle ground, I guess you could say. Someone who wants more than what the Quest does, the Oculus Quest does, with more immersion, like in terms of like the haptics and all that stuff that's going on, 3D audio, right? I don't think, I'm pretty sure the Quest does not have all that for like 200 and something dollars. It does not have all those features, but. Oh, it's right. It's got the haptic, huh? 
It has haptic headset, uh, the, the the headset and the haptics and the controllers. Yeah. With the tension and the finger sensing and all that stuff. That's not really like standard VR tech. This is like extra stuff for. I, I'm assuming because it's based off the haptic controller of the PS5. And it's not just like literally just off the shelf type of stuff. There's a lot of innovation going on here. Exactly. It's exactly. not just like hey, we just put on a fucking 4K 4K screen. You're doing a lot of brand new things. Which warrants the need for having the one cable, which I think if it didn't have all that stuff, they probably could get away with not having any cables, but you need that one cable. So at the same time, I, like I'm saying, like these, I, I don't know. I'm going to buy it. I, I mean, we talked about it with our cousin Joe. Like our cousin Joe's like, he's like, oh, that sucks, but I'm still going to pick it up, right? Because in my, in my belief, I believe video games have mostly been unchanged the way they played for the last 40 years. It's just controller inputs right with buttons that's kind of stagnated like most innovation now from games comes from like the software aspect here i really do think vr is like if it's not the future of video games it runs parallel to the future of video games i don't think we're ever going to abandon traditional tv screen controller i don't think that's ever going to go away but i do think vr is where we can start doing the more exciting interesting kind of revolutionary gaming stuff some could argue that augmented reality is also in that sphere sort of i guess you could say that's a little less immersive but that's still pretty I cool i want that right i mean I augmented really that. ar is cool it's it's less immersive but it's pretty cool the nintendo 3ds has a really fun cuz has cameras on the back okay has a really fun uh set of mini games that you can play with like augmented reality where you spin around, but you look at the rest of the world through the lens of the 3DS, and like it senses like the gyroscope that like, like has like little mini games where you're, like you're shooting balloons, kind of. Yeah, we'll go into detail a little bit more because I do want to talk about AR. All right, so yeah, this is a niche within a niche. Not everybody needs it. Not everybody necessarily wants it. I do think this will be. I, I it does seem like Sony, or I, I should say, I should say PlayStation is fully into this because they did like announce a slew of like upcoming PSVR 2 titles. Um I think they what they released like they talked about 10 more right when they announced I the price. 10. I don't know if that's only enough though. All right, I'm going to look it up right here cuz I was like trying to I'll tell you why. I'm Cause from about a, in a few. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. I think I found I think I found that. So, cuz there's Road to VR. There's a couple here. We have the Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, right? That's like the the one, that one came. That's actually a port from another VR headset from Meta, I think. The at Meta Quest and like two years ago, but the, it's getting like an updated specific version for the PSVR two. So like they're adding extra features and taking advantage of the haptics and all the extra tech. So it's like not just a straight port. It's like an upresed, updated port. Then of course Resident Evil Village will have its own PSVR two mode, just like how Resident Evil Seven did with. Uh, the previous PSVR. Resident Evil 4 is going to have its own PSVR mode. Right? There's that one interesting game, Demia, which is like that weird kind of like tabletop RPG one where you're like, you're playing, like, you're basically playing like Dungeons and Dragons with like your hand from above and like with other people though. And uh, I know there's more. There's a No Man's Sky one that's coming in VR. Uh, I think it's like Walking Dead, the sequel, the, uh, what do you call it? Saints and Sinners, but it's like the sequel. Firewall Ultra. So Firewall, I played the demo on the the first Firewall demo on PSVR. It's basically like kind of like I would compare it to like um, uh, Rainbow Six Siege or kind of like a condensed smaller Call of Duty match, 
where you do have like the gun and you're like manipulating the weapon and like virtual and like 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 bobbing and weaving and kind of like pre you know like kind of taking the corners and stuff it's like very immersive uh shooter so that's that example there's also that uh new dark pictures game uh switchback which um I don't know if you ever played on the the first PSVR. They had the first Dark Pictures game where it was the uh, the Festival of Blood. I think it was called. It was like one no, with the I clowns. It. It's the one with like you're like in a theme park kind of. It's like a haunted theme park thing. Mm-hmm. This looks very similar. Like it's like a it's like a rail shooter. Looks like uh, there's a Crossfire Sierra Squad, which is another like it looks like a shooter centric PSVR game. There's a, there's a couple more. There's a Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, which is. That's interesting. If you ever play the Hello Neighbor games where you have to go into like this guy's house, distract him, and, like rescue someone or like, get to like his basement and get out. That could I could see the horror kind of suspense like the I could see that being pretty fun actually in VR. Like not too scary, just the right amount of right amount of like fear. Uh there's a Pistol Whip VR which actually I, I believe is like a rhythm kind of it's like a rhythm shooting game, kind of like a uh, Hell Singer, or um, no, yeah, kind of like Hell Singer, which is another like rhythm shooting game. Oh, there's Cities VR. Cities, remember that game, Johnny? City Skyline, but in VR, like that could be pretty fun. So these are just like some of the examples, of, like the games that are supposed to come out like around launch window, either at launch or around the launch window. That City VR is interesting because I was about to mention like. All the VR stuff is just first person. Like, why can't I have an RTS that's VR? You know. Well, the strategy, the D and D style game is not like a. I mean, it's first person, but like all the stuff is happening with your hands, like on the board. If that makes sense. It's not like a first person, like sh- like you're moving around and stuff. You're kind of controlling what's on the board. No, that's cool. That's yeah. totally that's totally cool. But I mean, everything felt like it was either a shooter or a click and what do you call it? Click and what? click and click and play what is it like a story type uh oh i know what you're talking about like kind of i know what you're t- like a monkey island like those um uh point and click yeah point and clicks yeah. Mm-hmm. johnny what Go do you ahead. think what do you think i already kind of talked at length about the tech and the price point and the stuff is supposed to come out with it and the reasons for and against for it but like what is your what is the johnny take on vr in general as far as the price uh i agree Totally with you. It's like buying a PlayStation. That's your that's your Toyota and then those VR is like the Lexus, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's all it is. It's a premium product. I I haven't seen too many people be all that upset about this. Have you seen that online? I I've I've seen just, I haven't seen I've I, just seen people on Twitter and like some people some friends in like the my gaming sphere who are kind of like that's like a lot of money and like Sony's like very like tone deaf to be like putting no, that price i don't at... see the argument i don't I don't see any argument there it's just it's just it's too expensive i can't afford it they're fucked up that's the whole argument i'm i'm seeing yeah pretty much but also i think it's just that putting it tying it to a ps5 which they're having trouble with even putting like meeting demand and like also doing this it's like oh, so they can't access it by itself is what they're yeah kind of, that's part that's part of it too but also just because like the whole investment's like a thousand dollars, right? Because it's like five hundred for the PS Five, then another five hundred for this. Like, like you have to already have a PS Five for it to not seem as much. Well, what did it expected to cost? Because I don't think anybody was really thinking four hundred bucks. I was thinking four fifty to five hundred with all the tech in there. I thought maybe four fifty to five hundred. I thought five was reasonable. I, I just like, didn't think they would cost more than the console itself. 
at 500 I, the more i heard about the tech i was like it's gonna be either there or more expensive no mm-hmm. less right yeah johnny you were talking about ar or augmented reality right you said you wanted to briefly touch upon that what what's how do you envision ar you told me like lifting up the phone and then you get obviously the augmented reality like you you look at the desk of your phone and you can see maybe dinosaurs playing on it right yeah I, I imagine whatever it is is superimposed on your actual environment so you can still see where you are but there's like stuff like how if you ever play pokemon go like how you see the pokemon like interacting with like the, your actual real environment where like mm-hmm. i remember i saw somebody <laughs> they put one of the pokemon that it looks like an egg execute mm-hmm. and they use the ar to have him on this on the a stove Mm-hmm. on the stove cook with the fire on yeah. so it looked like you were like cooking eggs kind of but the eggs had faces because they're pokemon so That's i see people do neat. creative stuff where, like they put like the water pokemon like a like a fish like magic carp but like they're at the beach or something so it looks like it's in the water yeah the the type of ar i want to see is a little impractical what i wouldn't want to see is you like a projector system right Okay. Like you like have holograms. Yeah, you have. Well, they're not holograms, but you have a projector. You maybe you have three of them on the ceiling, and you kind of have to have the space empty, where it's like three walls, and they're like just like a mini warehouse. Yeah. And then maybe, maybe they tell you, "Hey, you're gonna need a a three by four foot uh, table," and then the the system scans everything so it knows exactly where to place all that stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. So imagine imagine you're playing a game and it's resident evil and then certain things happen on that table and then mm. then you can take your phone and then scan the items while you're also in that 3d space but right. you would just have to but imagine playing resident evil where you're just stuck in one room though right that's what it, it would be right yeah i mean you you're probably gonna be scrolling across the room but it'd be hard to capture because it's got to fit that 10 room. by 10 foot space yeah. you know mm-hmm so you'd have to be very specific with those uh, what parameters. Right? That's why I said it's very impractical, right? Yeah, that's why I said it's impractical. Yeah, um, that's what I like, but it's also because I can't get my wings with VR. You know, you gotta otherwise, build your sea legs. You gotta otherwise build. Otherwise, I'd be all about it. You gotta build your sea legs, John. You gotta like gradually acclimate yourself. Like, like when I used to, when I started with, like I told you, when I started with VR, I could only do like maybe twenty to thirty minutes at a time before like it was just like too much. But the but the AR thing, as far as the projector things goes, I mean, it could just be a regular room, and then it just projects things on this. Like as you walk through the screen, uh, you're playing on the screen, and then there's a projector giving you just a little bit more data of your surroundings, right? All right. But you have to like walk in place, then, right? To no, know. you you're playing the game as if you would on your regular TV. Oh. But as you walk through your TV, the projection moves with the screen. You get me? Okay. Yeah, that that'd be ideal for me. That would be cool. All right, so I'm. Oh, but as far as the games, do you think those ten games are really enough? Because Call of the Mountain for Horizon is exciting because it's totally different than Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, Forbidden West. Right. Versus a lot of the other games are just ports or Resident Evil. It's just kind of a poor. It's the same game. It just happens to be in VR. Right. But it's not like a side mission with with Leon or Chris or anybody. It's, right. It's not, it's not complete... exclusive to the VR. Yeah. It's not like a good exclusive new story like segment, right? It's just the same game, just, you know, retrofitted for VR. Yeah. I mean, Resident Evil Village is not the one I'm excited for. Like you say Call of the Mountain, but also the Firewall game, like 
playing the first firewall was pretty cool. So I can only imagine what they could do with another iteration of the same game. Uh, the Star Wars one sounds kind of cool where it's not just a port. It's like it's a port with updated features to take advantage of like the haptics and everything. And since I never played it, like that's technically a new game to me, right? Because it's not available on the previous PSVR. It was like a meta whatever, like exclusive for a while. So getting like these games I normally wouldn't play otherwise is still kind of something interesting to me. Um, I'm just thinking I, I want more Beat Saber. I'm hoping they do like an updated Beat Saber for this, like because Beat Saber is like my favorite VR game. But also, like I, I'm just curious. I want to support the tech. I want to put my, my the money my money where my mouth is because if PlayStation is going all in on this, like they're the only ones who are really doing this like in a serious way, like. You have Meta slash Facebook, right? They're doing like the thing with their Meta universe, and people are kind of just laughing at that because and like not taking it seriously. You have Oculus, who's doing the stuff with like the Quest and the Vive and all that, right? But like that, you know, they're more like a kind of I would say they're more of a like mobile mobile kind of centric company. They're not like a gaming pioneer like Xbox or Nintendo or PlayStation, right? Of the big three, PlayStation is the one who's really trying to. Oh no. Oh, Steam has the index, right? The index valve or whatever it's called, the valve index. Okay, that's true. They in the, but that's incredibly expensive. Like the new I see the new model they're coming up with is like fifteen hundred dollars. No. It's like see. ridiculous. Like but it's supposed to like run like every single possible PC game ever in VR kind of thing. But that's like that's to the eccentric point where like even then like But a lot of those are just ports, right? I think so. And that's like a that's like for somebody who's like who's like money is no, like spared no expense. Like Well, you're just in the world. It's the world isn't designed for the actual VR. I don't know for sure which game. I I believe it's VR games and non-VR games. Yeah. It's a mixture yeah, of the Yeah, the non-VR thing. games. I mean, it's nice to have, but if it's not if it's if you're not doing any interesting stuff like Beat Saber, yeah, right, where you fucking just flaying around. Well, like one of my friends, James, he has a PSVR, but he used it like in a lazy way where he would just play PS4 games, but he would just lay on his back, lay on his bed, and like just play the regular games like laying down in bed with the screen like looking up, so his head was resting against the bed basically, mm-hmm. because you can still play non-VAR games in the PSVR. Oh, where it just function it what it does it turns like the view into kind of like a theater view where it's like a very big screen and mm-hmm. you can adjust the size of the screen but like you can lay on your bed take out your controller and like you're just, like you're like in prone position like you're falling asleep kind of but you're like playing a game and just looking up at the ceiling and like it's because it's right here on your face you know what i'm saying so some people use a vr they don't really take advantage of the vr they just kind of like it's a convenience thing for them where you can like you can like watch a movie and feel like you're in a theater or play a game like that's how I'm, that's how i gonna experience top gun maverick when i get in next week i want to go into vr and replicate with the 3d sound and everything replicate like being in the theater again like at the cinemark you know what i'm saying man it'd be crazy if that film had haptics to vr where you could be in the plane and look back Oh, the dude! They would have to have. Fi- they, was, they would have had to have filmed that movie in such a way where you could do that, like from the beginning. I thought you were gonna say, imagine like you feel like the haptics, like the shaking of like the cockpit, like in the like the headset or something. Yeah, all of that. But like uh, a lot of sequences, like when he's running through the oh, when they're flying, the it's, like, it's like grip the grip the controllers. Yeah, <laughs> grip the controllers just cause right, and just to feel and the then, vibration. Yeah, you, you get haptic through your through your regular control and That'd through your headset. Dope. Or little sections you'd like to more know more about, like when they're running through the hangar at the very end, uh-huh. uh, and they're like it, past enemy lines, right? 
So you're kind of looking around like, oh shit, that guy's gonna close. Like, I thought you meant like an interactive kind of way where like you can no, that's pause, a, that's you can, like pause the scene and like, like oh like hover over this to learn more about this one thing or like like a, almost awesome. like a virtual museum within a movie kind of thing. That's why. So I thought you're was... watching the film and then the film has checkpoints where it tells you you can pause here, yeah, and get more information, uh, and then you can scan around and like oh what's that playing over there? Something right? like that, yeah. That's, that's Amazon awesome. does that same thing where now like you pause a scene. And it'll tell you and on the bottom. It will give you the name of every actor in that's on the screen at that time. Yes, somebody to that. So something like that. That would be dope. That would be dope. That would definitely enhance like the movie going experience for me. If it was like, here's a movie, and here's a movie like plus or something with like extra features as part of like the movie experience. Like that would be sick. Mm-hmm. We have patented that idea, John. Patent that. Patent that idea. So that's that's our that's all our takes on VR. Um, probably not gonna afford it day one. Hopefully I'll have it by spring though. I'll just I just gotta put away some money here and there until I have enough to get it. So, anyways, moving on, Johnny. Let's go to Kotaku for this next story. It says report there might be a Horizon MMO in the works. Written by Zach Zweizen, our good old buddy Zach Zweizen. Says Guerrilla Games and Sony's popular open world sci-fi franchise Horizon already has one confirmed spinoff in the works. A brand new VR adventure for PSVR 2, which we talked about, right? Call of Mountain. But now a new report claims Sony is working with NCSoft on an MMO set within the universe as last year's Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Zero Dawn, released in 2017, kickstarted the entire franchise, which has quickly grown into one of Sony's biggest successes of the PS4 era. The first game and its sequel are both open-world action games set in a post-apocalyptic future where humanity was nearly wiped off the planet and robot creatures, hold on, pop up, and robot creatures roam wild. And while neither game included co-op or any online features, it seems a future Horizon project might be entirely focused on multiplayer. As first reported by MTN, a South Korean financial news site, Sources close to NCSoft and Sony explained that the two companies had entered into an agreement to create a new online game at NCSoft based on at oh I'm sorry yeah a not, new online game at NCSoft based on Sony's IP Horizon, as trans, translated by Google. The report claims the game has started early development and that Sony and NCSoft are continuing to discuss their partnership and how to create the game, suggesting Sony could help out with development. The MTN report says that the still in development MMO sports the codename Project H and that the NC so- and NCSoft is currently using that name in job ads as it begins to staff up to support the large project. NCSoft previously published the MMO Guild Wars and has developed its own online games as part of the Lineage series. It says Kotaku reached out to Sony about Horizon MMO supposedly in the works but has yet to hear back. So VGC also reports that Sony has always wanted to, quote, expand Horizon into multiplayer, and that initially both Horizon Zero Dawn and its 2022 sequel, Forbidden West, were planned at one point to include co-op. But both times, the feature was cut for various reasons. A source told VGC that these multiplayer features could return in Horizon 3 or an online-focused spin-off, which sounds a lot like this reported MMO. Johnny, that's the. There's a little bit more, but I'm just gonna leave it there for people who want to read more about the article specifically. I just kind of want to move on. Um. Okay, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, just a question. I was I was waiting for a detail. Is this supposed to be mobile? 
Did I miss that? It does not mention mobile. Uh, I don't think it would be because it mentioned like the NCSoft that worked on the Guild Wars games, which is a PC mobile game. I'm sorry, PC MMO. Okay, then I'm excited. So their so their field of work is not mobile, but it's just computer based PC MMOs. Okay, Johnny, how do you feel about this? I, I the issue with me for this is when I think of Horizon before I even think of the robots before I even think of the gameplay. I think of the story of Aloy mm-hmm. first of her whole being the, you know, her, the clone of the doctor and her being this one who's supposed to save humanity. I don't know if I'm really interested in being in that universe and not playing as Aloy. Like, why would I want to be some generic, you know, warrior? I don't know. What do you think, Johnny? Do you think, or, cause I, I know like the gameplay is there for a lot of people. People love like finding ways to dismantle robots and stripping parts and targeting specific areas for like modifications and stuff. But I'm not really into Horizon for that. I'm really into Horizon because of the story and the characters. So in an MMO, you're going to have to make some kind of adjustments and, you know, modifications to fit the type of narrative that it comes with an MMO rather than a single player focused story. What do you? Well, how do you feel about Last of Us Factions? I I'm kind of just well, okay. That's a little different just because I like the Last of Us is, is the opposite thing. Where I mean, I really like the story, but I played the first factions and I really just like that gameplay. I, I, then again, I'm not as looking. I'm not looking forward to his factions as much as like you are. I think it's kind of like it's a cool idea, but it's not like like oh, I can't wait for that game. Well, this factions is not from what I've seen from the the bit of what I've seen. It doesn't look like the factions is going to be the same as the previous version. Right, it, it looks pl- a lot more ambitious. refined. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to have its own storyline and its own characters and stuff but back but back to horizon um what do you think about that johnny How, what do you what do you feel about possibly not playing as aloy and having to just scrounge and maybe take down robots with other players okay i'm a little bit confused because i don't really play too many mmos i'm not sure what the criteria is is this just like multiplayer and then what's the what are the other layers that make it mmo so MMO is basically just a it's it stands for a multi massive online game. So you could argue that Fortnite is an MMO. It's not really. It's its own battle royale kind of subgenre. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the criteria for an MMO would also apply to front for uh, Fortnite, which is a massively multi online multiplayer game. And it can be whatever gameplay. MMO really just means like they didn't say it's an MMO RPG, like what Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is what uh elder scrolls online is what fallout 76 on that that's an mmorpg that's like a subgenre of mmo mmo just means a a video game that's online that's pretty much constantly on 24 7 where that world is constantly open for people to drop in drop out kind of thing oh so it's not so much well doesn't necessarily mean it's like a rpg like yeah because i I don't know what the mechanics are exactly because in multiplayer it's just there's a lobby you get in there it goes on for whatever ten minutes and then it's just over. Like everything is done. But a okay, MMO you're right. is a constant, right? You're right. Yeah, I guess Fortnite wouldn't really be an MMO because you're right. They're they're sequestered into like your your whatever it is, fifty on fifty or whatever, right? It's you're right. It does have to close when the gap match is over and then you reset, right? So an MMO, I guess you're right. An MMO is a basically a I'm trying to think of the proper words, but it's a like you said, it's a world that's constantly always on. Aside from like closing for server maintenance or something, right? Mm-hmm. Aside of that, it is a what you call it, not procedurally generated, but it's basically what you say. It's like a living 
world, kind of, in and of itself. Yeah, the angle I'm trying to get here is why not just make this multiplayer, right? Where you have matches and then you collect things and you upgrade things. Why does it have to be an MMO? I think I think they want to take advantage of the open world nature of Horizon, where they probably see like you have all these towns and like this open like environment in between the towns that I think for them it makes sense as an open world game to just do that same thing where you know it's a certain part of the earth or whatever and like people can just drop in and drop out. Yeah, there's like a hub, there's probably like an economic system, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. I'm guessing. These are all just this is just me kind of just guessing based off what I know of MMOs. But if you if it's anything like Guild Wars, which is what they've worked on before, Guild Wars is a is a open, basically breathing world, kind of like World of Warcraft. It's a art. It's a RPG MMO where people like create their characters, run around, do raids and dungeons and stuff, and then they log out. But the rest of the world continues within the game. Okay, so I think what's going on here is is it's going to rely more on exploration. Because with a multiplayer game, it's just like, just go at it. The storm is getting you, you know, surrounding you. It right. gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Whereas an MMO, is just, they throw you out there, you find... Quests. You, you do find quests. quests, you find trinkets, you find people, you find missions. Which is kind of what Horizon already is, if you think about it. Yeah, right? yeah. It already has, like, you have your, what do you call them? Your cauldrons, which are kind of like dungeons mm-hmm. in the, of themselves, in and a way. And if, if you happen to find battle, that's what it is, right? When you fight the giant singular robots, that's yeah. kind of like a raid, basically, is what a raid is. Mm-hmm. Kind of more like Destiny. Actually, so, Destiny is a better comparison than yeah. Fortnite. So what it really is, it's exactly the same thing. As if you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn, they just happen to throw more people. And, and you're, you and you're not as special as Aloy, basically. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that? I imagine there will be PvP where you can fight against other players, but also PvE where you team up against, like, AI creatures. Yeah, I don't really have any complaints about this. So you're down for that? I'm down for it. Of course I love playing with Aloy, but just the combat alone is worth playing the game. Like, if Aloy didn't exist, I would would still love the game. Sure. Just Aloy is such a a big, uh, you know, it's such a giant part of, of Horizon, but the combat alone is fucking great. My assumption is, and I don't know this for sure. We're gonna we're gonna follow this up later when it comes out. But my assumption is, if they if this is a real game, I imagine you're probably gonna play as a member of like the Nora or like some other tribes, and you're probably competing against other tribes for like territory or something. And like the quest and the creatures and the robots are gonna tie in loosely into the, the progression of your character. I do need to have the lore in there. I need. To have oh yeah, the for lore. sure. You can't either I can't. audio logs or whatever. Like they have to. Otherwise, it's you. It would be stupid to create this game and not take advantage of the world. Yeah, I can't just play as as the Nora versus another clan, and then just they're just vying for territory. That's not enough for me. I gotta because it, it is an MMO. Because it is an MMO, it feels like there's gonna be a ton of exploration, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the ton of lore of like this is a new type of creature, a new type of. Uh, I would want it to take place somewhere other than where we've been with Aloy. Just because I don't want to muddy the original storyline with, like, like what... Because c- the thing with Aloy is, like, her story... Like, the thing... Like, those... Like, the giant robots and stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. The things with the giant robots and stuff. Like, that only happens in the last, what, like, 20 years for her? Right? Last 20 years? The, the signal. The signal from Hades or whatever, right? Like, it makes all these super strong robots. Oh, no, guys. There's, like, beeping in the background. Give me a second again real quick. Because I imagine, with, like, with, like, the Hades sending the signal like there has to be a story reason even in mmo for you to be finding like giant hostile like pterodactyls or mammoths or whatever you know what i'm saying so, so it, would have to, it would have to take place after that i'm thinking 
After her story? Uh, either, no, after the Hades signal thingy, which happened like when she was a kid. So it had to take place from either when she's a kid onward from there. Forward. You know what I'm saying or no? Yeah, I'm wondering if they even have to give a timeline. I think they should, of course. Uh, I can imagine they probably would have like character classes where like you have someone who's like you're, you have a class that's really good at making traps, a class that's very good at like melee offense, probably another class that's really great with elemental types or with like bows and stuff. Like you could, there's potential to kind of like roll specialize. Okay, for no uh, something I want is if we have this MMO, it drops whatever let's say it drops next year right and then horizon comes out in five years i want everything that happens in mmo to play a, at least a little part in the in the main game yeah i'm sure it'll connect some i mean not everything has like, to but i'm sure something will yeah like all the tribes are battling it out but at the end of five years there's gonna be a a dominating tribe right and sure. how is that gonna play into her story yeah sure i'll see what, yeah that makes sense kind of like uh what um well, I mean, it doesn't have to. Like, Ghost of Tsushima's legends, like, they went off the board with the canon there and just made it all supernatural. It has nothing to do with, like, the main story. So, you don't have to do that. I mean, that'd be nice. No, just... maybe it's a bad idea, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe it would be nice to have that connective tissue just so you feel like you got something out of it story-wise, I guess. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, I guess. Okay, for example, if you pick a tribe in Horizon, you can upgrade that tribe, and that tribe has specific weapons. Sure. And then once you play the main story, you get that weapon, but it was only depending on what tribes you... Oh, yeah, like that thing we were talking about last week with the games that did that. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. could work. That could work. Um, Sure. Let's move on to the last story we have here, Johnny. All right. This one comes from PSU.com, a source we don't really use that much, but they do use other sources, so they're pretty legitimate. They kind of piggyback off other ones. It says here, Lionsgate is fielding proposals for a new AAA John Wick game. This is written by David Carcassle. David Carcassle says, John Wick has his fourth cinematic adventure upcoming, though his appearance in video games has been inconsistent to say the least. John Wick Hex is a very popular and well-made game, and John Wick Chronicles brings you into Wick's world through VR. But Wick has yet to receive the big AAA treatment. According to Lionsgate Chief Executive Officer, however, John Feltheimer, that treatment isn't necessarily off the table by any means. In fact, the studio has already begun fielding proposals for a new John Wick title. Though, of course, that doesn't come close to meaning anything is set in stone. Quote, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but we believe there is a big AAA game to be made out of John Wick. We have been fielding proposals. We certainly are interested in moving that forward, but I don't want to say anything more about that at this time. End quote. Feltheimer isn't at all wrong about Wick's potential. Any one of the films could work as a template for a big AAA third-person shooter title with a stealth emphasis. That's just the obvious choice, but there's a whole lot of potential within the John Wick universe. And if Keanu Reeves even jumped on to voice the main role, that could be a huge draw for fans. It'll be interesting to see which development team is able to snag the rights to make this game and what kind of game it'll be if it does happen. And then the source for that story is a uh, GameSpot, so they do reference, so they do cite where they got the story from from GameSpot. Johnny, I think the obvious thing here to discuss would be either A, which studio you want, or B, what kind of game would you want. I'm gonna go first, just because I want to, and say I I think if they were to do a game like this style, um, I would like it. I I would really 
like it for it to be something like from like Capcom in the vein of like Devil May Cry or something. I think that would look. Oh no, that's. I think that could work. I think that could over work. Over the top, like Devil May Cry, or no, not supernatural. But I mean, like as a third person action shooter, I think that could work really well. That I don't think the shooting is good in those games. That okay, or get somebody over at, at the Ubisoft because of the Rainbow Six games. I haven't played those Rainbow Six games. Uh, They're primarily first-person shooter, but of what I've played from them in the past, like Wildlands and like those games, the shooting feels pretty good for a third-person shooter. Well, automatically, I just assumed it was going to be third-person, right? It, I think they did say third-person. They did? Okay. I actually keep it third-person, but I would be fine if the people with Call of Duty made it. Mm, Infinity War, Treyarch. Treyarch. Yeah. Okay, that'll be that'll be tricky because they're very like technical with the stuff. They're accurate with the guns, so True. they put a lot of emphasis yeah. on what John Wick is is using. Yeah, all the John Wick movies vary themselves in like where he like he he kind of overindulges and he goes into like the lore, not the lore, but he talks about like the manufacturers, like the guns, like the, all their abilities. Like he goes into the calibers, right? It's very like gun gun porn heavy, right? Kind uh-huh. of like I guess, I guess you could say, right? Uh-huh. So, and Call of Duty is very much that, but again. None of the Call of Duty devs, I I think, are very skilled when it comes to third person because John Wick is a very kinetic character. He he does as much you know gun gun food kind of stuff as he does shooting. Right? He's a very active, very hands to hand combat kind of guy. And I think if you want to get that across properly, you would need someone like Capcom who does like the third person shooting stuff with Resident Evil, but also does like you know the melee, the QTE, the you know quick time event kind of stuff. That fits, even if it's not Devil May Cry, as long as it's Capcom doing like third person Resident Evil, I think that could that fits the John Wick formula. Also, like I mentioned, the Ubisoft devs over there who work on the, you know, the Tom Clancy games, the Rainbow Six and Siege and all that. Like I think, or uh, even uh, what you call it, uh, the Division, right? I think all of those things fit the John Wick template. Pretty their well. games always come out unpolished. True. But I and would think pretty, they stay pretty unpolished. Well, you know, okay, yeah. Ubisoft is weird. They're kind of like the Walmart of AAA games. Okay, where they kind of just do everything, just barely. Where it's just barely. It's, just get this shit out the door. Just get a kick in the ass. Well, right out that door. Okay. Okay, the second studio I think it would be good. I mean, this is kind of obvious. They're gonna put out a great fucking product. And their their combat is super fluid. I think that's Sucker Punch. And Ghost of Tsushima also has a lot of like swordplay, right? True. Predominantly. True. I think all they gotta get down is the shooting mechanics. Sucker Punch is really good when it comes to those things. They're 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 known for having. Um, they're known for having. Uh, oh no! You know what? I was confusing them with Insomniac. Insomniac is the one who's very good with guns. With well, weapons. them too. I w- actually I got it backwards. Actually, I meant to say Insomniac, but Sucker Punch, I think, would be great, too. I think so. I think they both have like their own little things they could add to it. Where uh, Insomniac is famous for always having like inventive weapons, like very kind of creative weapon systems, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, Infamous or like, uh, what you call it, the Ratchet & Clank series games. Like they, Ratchet & Clank has always been known for its very out-there weaponry. So I think that does fit. Also, of course, with... Uh, Resistance. I don't know if you remember playing Resistance, but they had like the alien weaponry with like the conventional World War II firearms. So you kind of had that 
you kind of have that thing going on there and with the, him. The polish is there. Like if I tell him, just focus on the guns and do everything else that you do on the regular, just do that as well. Mm-hmm. I think they could pull it off. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I think you have a point there. Also, there's a, a perspective we should consider. Uh, I don't know what to call this, but the nature of um, John Wick is that there's a lot of factions. And those tend to be like open world games. Right? Because That's we got, true. We got like mercenaries. We got the assassins over here. We got... You know what right? would be... There's all these mafia sections. Like You know what would be perfect for that would be... Uh, Oh my god, I can't remember the name of the studio, but the guys who do all the Shadow of War games, the Lord of the Rings, where they have the Nemesis system. Uh, WP Games. That's right, thank you. Yeah, you're right. That is... De- I think. I mean, I feel like the Nemesis system will work perfect for John Wick just because he's constantly dealing with the same assassins or different different combinations of the same assassins where they, they know him, he knows them kind of thing. So, the Nemesis system is cool, but if you're going to go with WB, just go up another tier, and to me that's... Uh, Rocksteady. Yeah. Because Batman is, is great. Imagine a Batman. Wow, setting. you're right. Imagine a rock steady John Wick game. Like, oh my god. Oh, I got goosebumps just thinking about that. I'm thinking of just how good Arkham Knight looks. Yeah, you could think about Arkham Knight. You got the rainy city yes. aesthetic already. And then you have all these little factions in the open world. And then you know for sure the melee combat's going to be. Mm, and the story's on point, too. Every time. The only thing I, I would be a little iffy though is like, can they do gunplay? That's I the think only, so. That's the only thing I'd be that's a little all iffy. All they gotta pull off because you have if you have like the nemesis, you got like the combat, like the Batman style, like because Keanu yeah, Reeves is very. Imagine the fluid conf- combat. Yeah. Oh my god. Imagine the sword play sick. with Batman combat. We need to come back to that. We need to come back to this topic later on. Once they once if they ever do field somebody, we need to come back and be like, were we close or were we like way out of line? Okay, so my tops: Sucker Punch and Insomniac. But Rocksteady. primarily Rocksteady. That's a lock for me. Yeah. If, I think I would just probably swatch it. I probably would just throw in Ubisoft in there as just a, like, let's just get this out of the door. Kind of like, like last resort kind of thing. Yeah. Wait, what the hell is Rocksteady working on? They're doing the Suicide Squad game where they're trying to kill like Superman or the Justice League or whatever. They're doing the non. Right. They WB Montreal was when they did the critically panned Gotham Knights game that just came out. Yeah. And Rocksteady's doing the Suicide Squad versus just or whatever it's called versus Justice League or whatever game. So all right, Johnny. And then last but not least, I don't have an article for this, but we can just talk about it. And that's the leaked gameplay uh of Kojima's supposed next game oh. coming out. Um the is it the same is it, are we assuming that's the same game with the who am I, what am I like campaign going on with El Fanning or is it something different? So I think what they showed, I think it's probably going to be the game called Overdose, and I think Overdose belongs yeah. to Xbox. Yeah, it said Overdose on the thing. It said Game Over, and then the Over and Game Over becomes Overdose. Yeah, Sony's probably just going to get the sequel to Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the gameplay shows this woman who I swear looks like looks like Daisy Ridley from, you know, you might know her as Ray from Star Wars. Johnny says she looks like the mama character from... No, it is her. Is it her? Uh, not definitively, but Overdose does look like... It looks mama. like the mama character from Death Stranding, the one yeah. with the glasses. She's like a, She looks like a lab, lab, lab assistant or something. I don't know what she does. But it's a, it's a very tall, slender white woman with black hair and a ponytail. She was in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And she's like running from some paranormal like thing that's like stalking her. 
with the flashes of light or something? Well, it's leaked video, and there's a guy, a naked dude, recording this thing. Yeah. It's very distracting. You see his reflection in the screen. And yeah. it's, it's his cell phone recording what looks to be a, a iPad or something or some other phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit disappointing, right? Because she's just in a dark environment, walking across some halls, and there's a desk, and she's like... She hears things in the background. And she's like, she's like shaking a flashlight or something. It's, it's a very stereotypical type of, of scene, right? For, yeah. a horror, for a horror game or film. It's like two minutes of gameplay, and it's like not even like captured properly, like Johnny says. It's like a very like third, like bootleg kind of looking game. And that kind of makes it harder to know for sure like what it's supposed to be like. But it does look... It looks like her, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, this game does look like legit. The, the video looks very bootleg. It looks tra- like trash. Mm-hmm. But the game itself does look very genuine. Modern, yeah. yeah. It looks like a like an honest to goodness like actual modern AAA game. Kind of. Well, I don't know about AAA, but it looks like a PS. It looks more like a PS4 era AAA game. I I would say. Well, I mean, if you're recording a phone off a phone, yeah. A phone off a phone, yeah. It's pretty much what it is, yeah. So uh, I have no idea what it could be. Overdose. I know a lot of people have said that that, that name leaked a while back, right? That name overdose leaked a while back. Mm-hmm. And it, this could very much be either Death Stranding related or it could be the Xbox exclusive Kojima game with the that requires all the cloud, right? The cloud. Um, I still don't know what the hell infrastructure to say with that. Like, what right. exactly can their cloud do that this cloud can't do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Processing we'll, power. But what does that really mean? Another Strand game. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Well, time will tell, Johnny. Time will tell. So uh, that's pretty much it for that. Um, Johnny. Let's go ahead and talk about what have we been playing. I'm going to be honest, just for me. I haven't played anything other than Modern Warfare 2 Online <laughs> for the past week. I haven't. I have had time to play other stuff, but I just, I just, every time I'm about to, you know, the boys the boys ring me up. Or if they don't ring me up, I see them in the on the lobby online. I'm like, I got I to gotta go. I got to gotta play Modern Warfare 2. I tried something new, but I don't recall what it was. It was just bad. Uh, I've been playing Crossout. I've been I've been on that. That's the truck one with the vehicles, right? It's a vehicle destruction. You put your guns. You modify your cars. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. I mean, it's instead of playing the other free games, right? Okay. I'll spend some time on that. Uh, I still like it. The upgrade system is pretty cool. I okay. Um, remember the plane that you were talking about? The plane boat thing? It's it's really funny sometimes. Like that plane boat thing that you saw online. Yeah. I saw one of my, my guys, one of my teammates. He decided he was going to get the blueprints for that. So he built the whole thing. And we were like in packs, right? One pack is on one end, one is on the other end. Mm-hmm. And then we all take off. And this dude that's trying to fly this plane decides he's going to go off, of, off the hill. So the hill has a slope going up and then it goes down. And this dude hits the slope. And he's jumping up. And the physics in the game are pretty damn good. If a car comes, it'll just roll you or lift you and you got to flip yourself around again or mm-hmm. you'll spin out. So the phys- physics are pretty damn good. So this guy hops off the hill. And then since he's right, he's on a plane, he gets lift, right? But the f- fucking car doesn't have any any thrusters, mm-hmm. any propellers, nothing. It's just momentum. So Yeah, so I see this dude launch and then he totally arcs and hits at at like 90 degrees all the way down and it's i'm like i'm right behind him and then i see this fucker just blow up and we just started the damage so 
<laughs> and that's how you started the match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes it funnier, actually. <laughs> no, that's the point. Like, we're all leaving. He launches and he blows up in front of the whole damn team. <laughs> and is, it like, is this the kind of game where, like, even a one-man difference... It, is like no, yeah. Changes the like the difficulty. Yeah, of. everybody has a thing called um, ah shit. What is it? So called? he doesn't just like respawn again or something, right? Uh, I think sometimes you could buy a thing that'll respawn you, but oh. you have to go out of your way to pick that thing up. because oh. your car carries a, a certain amount of weight, and you, the weight distribution matters because it's how you control your car. If you have like tailspin and all that, <laughs> and then how much you need, you can't carry too much weight, but. At the same time, you need defense. You need armor, right? Right, right, right. So it's it's a compromise. Do you want to have a small car with some small machine guns or a massive fucking truck but you're with easy, heavy but ass But then everybody guns. can just hit you, right? Everybody can come through. If you want to take a turn, it's hard to make a turn. That little guy will you just come right that, behind your gotta ass. Gotta hit that e-brake. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I just noticed that uh, part of the upgrade system, if you scroll to the side, I missed it the first time because I just didn't know to scroll. But you get like uh, spider legs, like armored legs that you oh, can walk around. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. And then you you pick a faction, and then you have to upgrade that faction before you decide to pick another faction. Mm-hmm. So I the reason I have the current one it be is because later on once I get fully upgraded, there's this faction with these badass like uh, I don't know what to call them these boosters, like you know these flaming boosters, and you just roam around like a, a hoverboat type of deal. Okay. Uh, it just looks fucking great. It looks <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to get that with uh, flamethrowers on it. All and right. some rail guns. Um, so I'm enjoying that game, dude. That's good. It's great. Modern Warfare, 2, Modern Warfare 2 continues to disappoint me. Um, there's a specific Red Dot site I want. I want it's called the Monocle site, which is like my favorite site from the previous Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. But just to get that site, John, just to unlock that site, I had to like upgrade and play three different AK variants just to get to that one site to unlock it. So I had to play with the regular AK to unlock the 5.45 millimeter AK, which then unlocks the nine millimeter AK, which is basically an AK with like handgun bullets mm-hmm. to unlock the Bison, which is like a really cool, like, like uh, as a cylindrical magazine, like a tube. And then I had to level that up to like a certain level. And then I unlocked the red dot site. I barely just got to the last part where I'm barely unlocking the bison, which is like the last gun. What is the logic behind that? I don't know. I think they're trying it's like to get like we're the merchant, and the merchant is like, "You can't touch this shit until you get my my fucking silencers over here." <laughs> How does that make any sense? I don't know. It it really doesn't make sense. It's one of the complaints that a lot of the people who are into the game have been making. Uh, there's a there's multiplayer issues with lobby sizes where if your party is more than three people. It's very hard. It like it will disband your party, or it'll kick somebody out when you try to find a match. It's very frustrating. So like, because I play with Brian, our friend Miko, our friend Omar, our friend Brandon. That's like five of us. Sometimes it's three to five of us. But if there's if it's ever more than three, like the game freezes when you try to find a match. And if you find a match, like somebody will get lost in the transition to the match. So like. It's the the map is loading and someone's like oh like oh the game kicked me out and it's like oh my god so we have to go back and pick up that one person. Actually, I was just thinking about this. Um, that actually does happen in real life. Uh, there's a Enzo Ferrari, and I believe you can't purchase that Ferrari until we have purchased other Ferraris prior to that. Oh no yeah yeah that's a thing with uh, LeBron James. Has he bought his son like a um 
shoot, it's like a Mercedes, like a special edition Mercedes. Also, or AMG. So I don't know. The, I don't remember the name, but I remember it because I watched the video because his son took it to prom with his like, girlfriend, mm-hmm. and like people in the comments were saying like, "Oh, like not anybody can just buy that car. Like you have to be like." part of some like exclusive membership that that manufacturer offers mm-hmm. and then that limited edition cars open to people who have like spent like a x amount of dollars in membership like stuff over time so like there's like a specific perk to having that membership where like you have access to a car that most people even if they had the money if they don't have the time as a member whatever they wouldn't have access to mm-hmm. so i believe that i believe that but um anyways back to what i was saying uh the matchmaking is terrible the unlocking equipment and then like what just recently came out there is a secret meta to the game where call of duty is all about like pimping out your gun with attachments and the people have found out that the best way to play the game like competitively is with no attachments on because each additional attachment you add to your gun adds weight to it and that slows you down when you bring your aim to aiming ads which is aiming down the sights so if your gun has a lot of attachments, it's slower for you to bring up. And if it's slower, that means that other people beat you to the punch. If like- Wait, how is that meta? The meta is don't put attachments and you'll do better. So don't put anything that weighs down your gun. Like just bare bones, the stock gun mm-hmm. is actually the best way to play the game. Which is, it's effective, but it's also really boring because you're not using the attachments. You have like all these, atta- you have like grips and like silencers and barrel links and receivers and red dots and stock options. Yeah. But almost all of those things, like they improve one thing, but the constant like negative, like the price for using them is slower aiming down the sight speed. But is there like a kind of a heat map that tells you all of this? Yes, actually there is. There's like a little bar in the bottom that like it shows like red and green. Like green is like improved, red is like it drops. Mm-hmm. But like... What, some, what someone figured out through testing is, like, the actual drop for aiming down the sights is exaggerated compared to, like, what it shows the drop is, like, on the graph. Okay. So, like, let's say you put a red dot sight on your bare gun. That adds, like, that slows you down 5%. Now, if you add a suppressor, that slows you down another 5% to a total of 10 But in reality, it actually adds more than that because the game has a weird formula where instead of doing just 5 plus 5 is 10, it's, like, 5 plus 5 equals 13 or something. So it tries to be realistic, but in its own way. It gets in its own way, kind of, where, like, adding more attachments weighs down your gun. It makes you slower in a firefight. And it's just, like, like you're just, you're fighting at a disadvantage. Like, going bare bones, like, even taking off the stock of your gun makes it so much faster for you to bring it up. But then, like, your recoil is kind of, like, all over the place. So it comes down to, like, do you want to be super quick response time or do you want to be accurate? I think it also depends on the range that you're going to fight in, right? Exactly. Most of the maps in this Modern Warfare game are kind of larger than the traditional ones, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's, like, way more open spaces. So, like, the meta has changed where it used to be, like, red dot sights was the basic. Like, no, you now you want, like, a three times magnific- or four times magnification scope because most of your gunfights are going to be mid to long range rather than just up close like it used to be. Yeah, because if, if like, you're in a bunch of surrounding buildings... Every time you try to hit a corner, it's going to be like run, lift, run, lift. Exactly. Right, lift. Exactly. Versus if you're far away, you don't care because you're just always aiming. True. Right? True. Yeah. But but there is interiors. There's interior buildings and stuff like yeah. that. And so the what now like I was I was telling Miko and our friends Omar and like Brian and like 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 trust me guys like take off all the attachments if you have to have one then make sure you put just one. And they're like, oh, oh my god, Andy! Like now we're doing better. Like oh, I am having like I'm having an easier time How now. How much better though? How can they tell? Is it that significant? Enough for them to notice. 
I think. Well, you know what else you can do is get a direct connection with your landline. No, 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 Johnny. I'm not talking about like. There's no lag. It's the actual in-game speed. Oh, no. You can see the visual difference, like because there's a when you're tweaking the guns. There's like a firing range mode where like you push the button and it takes you to a firing range to test out your like new modifications, your new like setup. And you can sick tell the difference with what five attachments does compared to no attachments in terms of like bringing your gun like down to aim down the sights. It's so much faster. So that's a new thing that Activision now has to balance out because before in previous Call of Duty games, they allowed you more than one attachment. Like only half of the attachments had that as a con. They had like some other thing like, oh, maybe you walk slower or, oh, maybe now you flinch more when you get hit. They weren't all the same con, like just compounding. So I'm saying they had other like drawbacks. It wasn't just every attachment had not every attachment had the exact same drawback to like dissuade you from using them at all. So I'm saying. So they have to like rebalance the game. They have to fix their multiplayer lobbies. They have to fix. Okay, I, I get so you. many things. Yeah, I get you because you could have a ton of attachments that add perks, and like the better the attachment, because you have like your gray attachments. I'm, I'm, I don't know. You have your gray, your blues, your whatever. I'm just making this up. Okay. But as you get to like the higher tier stuff, you get the perk plus a uh, lower uh repercussions you know what i'm saying yeah whereas a gray you don't get as high a perk but you get high repercussions. that's correct that's correct so, so they have they have to balance it but at the same time allow you to keep a lot of the stuff that you've gained obviously yeah for example like if you get magnified scopes like you, the, the con is that now like there's a glint so if enemy kind of sees you anywhere they'll they'll be drawn to the glint off your scope so like at a four times scope, the glint isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. At an eight times scope, the glint is like you're like flashing a flashlight basically at them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's drawbacks. They do balance like scopes and red dots. Like red dots, like a regular red dot won't cause any glint because it's just like meant for close quarters. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you had like an eight times scope on an AR-15, like you're picking off people like way off in the distance, you need that glint to kind of balance like so you're visible to them basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The issue here though is. If all the attachments have the same exact con, then no no matter what combination of attachments are, it's you're gonna really compound that one con, which is aiming down sight speed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no point of like you grinding and getting all this stuff when the they all have the same drawback. Bare bones. Yeah, when they all have the same drawback. Yeah. And it comp- that same drawback compounds. It's not like five percent, five percent, five percent. It compounds with each additional word five percent, thirteen percent. 20% and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So it's they really, I don't know what they did with this game, but they there's like so many things that need to be fixed with it. It's just really bad. And I already told you about the confusing UI where subsystems within submenus, and it's just like it's just it just looks awful, honestly. The the best praise I can give though is that the game looks beautiful, it looks great, it looks absolutely great. The guns feel good, like the haptics on the PS5, like the way AK shoots is very different from the way M4 shoots. Like, it feels very satisfying. But, man, man, they just have to fix so... Like, whoever designed the gameplay is not the same people involved with the design, like, exterior outside of that. In terms of submenus and stats and lobby, you know, uh, party baking and all that stuff. Like, all that stuff is broken. But the core gameplay itself, the gunplay, feels good. So, I'm not... Whoever... I know that each category is probably overseen by a different team. But, like, clearly one of these teams is not working out. And that's the one that's outside of the core gameplay. So, anyways, Johnny, that's pretty much all I've been playing. How excited are you, Johnny, 
at the prospect that by this time next week, you and I could have both by now possibly completed Ragnarok. Are you looking forward to that? Of course. Because the game launches basically tonight at midnight. If you bought it digitally. I haven't pre-ordered it. I thought it was out till like the 18th or something. No, it comes out tomorrow. Like in stores tomorrow. Technically at midnight if you buy it digitally. <sighs> I almost got spoiled. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just I've like, been avoiding YouTubes. I've been avoiding. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know what to avoid because I'm avoiding Reddit. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Blogs, all that stuff. But um, my main things that I look at are like YouTube and my Insta, right? Right. My Insta is just like my DMs and all that. I, I mean, know some people... Uh, well, I know some people do the thing where they want to avoid spoilers. They use YouTube, but they open in incognito mode. So it doesn't have your preferences or anything saved. Like stuff you usually look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you look at God of War stuff all the time, like what well, guess what the algorithm is going to show you? You know? So if you're going to use all those things, use like a proxy or something that's not going to cache like, like directed stuff towards you, you know? Yeah, sort of. But the thing. Oh, yeah, it's too much work. No, that's a good idea, but how long are you going to keep that up? Until you play the game. Oh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to keep up that, that answer for like weeks and months. And no, no, no. But uh... Okay, so, yeah, so I'm going through my YouTube, and there's a um, there's a God of War uh, thumbnail. And I'm like, oh, let me read the God of War, because I love God of War, right? Oh, God. And it has text in it, and it said, something happened to somebody, and I read it. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like, what the fuck do I do? Like, because it's in my head now, right? Like, back up, back up. Yeah, so I'm like, back up, like, click on something, click on something else. I'm like, titties, 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 right? Like, just think of something else that that's just going to erase the shit. <laughs> and You tried to, like, CIA mind wipe your own self? Like, it worked. You forgot the thing? I thought about I thought about some movies, and it, I was like, what are your favorite movies, Johnny? Like, So you don't it, remember the spoiler anymore? I don't. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Like it's it's kind of in my head. Like there's two uh, prominent names, but I'm like I don't know. Like I don't know if it's this one or that one, or if it was a lie. Because I just like ejected so fast, dude. All right. You know what's funny is um, I use a very similar technique for something unrelated. Okay. So I'm just gonna go off topic real quick, and then we're gonna move on to the next game seg- segment. In our congregation, uh, in our you know our kingdom hall and stuff, at our what you would call a church, right? There is a specific song that we sing that always makes me cry. It is very specific. It basically talks about seeing like loved ones again after like they've died and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the promise of what happens later on. Okay. So this song is known as it's a very common tearjerker where it comes on and you'll hear other people singing, but they start sniffling. You can hear them sniffling like all over the hall. And so what I've done so I don't cry is I mentally disassociate myself from where I am. So I'll read the words like the words for the songs, the lyrics, but I don't think about what the words individually mean. If you get what I'm saying. So I'll recognize the letter in a word and I'll say the letter and I'll say the whole word, but my mind is somewhere. I purposely like disassociate myself mentally and think of like something like you're in your case, breasts. In my case, I'm just thinking of like, I'm hungry. Like what am I going to eat next? And I try to just read the words without thinking of what the full sentence means. Mm-hmm. And it usually works. Like, I can get through the song tears free, usually. Sometimes I mess up and I think I... It's like saying, don't think of a pink elephant. Okay. What just happened? 
That of a gray elephant. No, that's not true. You thought of the pink elephant. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like that, right? So I have to like disassociate myself and take myself somewhere else so I don't react to the the lyrics of the song. So anyways, Johnny, we've talked about what we've been playing. You know what it's time for? A return of... I was going to ask you last week. Go ahead. Name that game... Pass me my phone, because that's where I have the questions. Thank you, sir. So this week, Johnny, our little gr- trivia game show I had time this time. I have five questions for you. I try to order them in order of like what's easiest to hardest, but honestly, this they're, they've all seem e- like equal to me. Mm-hmm. So let's start with our first question, Johnny. Number one. What are the colors of the famous PlayStation face buttons? Cross, circle, triangle, square. So there's a pink, there's green, good, there's blue, and pink, green, blue. The other one can't be red, but it's close. I think it's maybe a, like a cyan. Cyan's like a bluish green. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I know. There's two that are similar. God, no, man. Am I seriously going to miss this one? <laughs> Pink, green, red, blue. That is correct. All right. Very good. That's right. Pink. Yeah, it's a pink square. No, pink circle. No. Oh, shoot. I forgot. It's a blue cross, green triangle, pink circle, red square. No, pink square, red circle. There you go. Now we got it. Okay. I, I just did you you, had, you scrambled me. But... You just had to tell me the colors. You had to tell me which was which. Alright. That's the only one that's not multiple choice. The rest of these are multiple choice. That was the only one where like like no, he has to know this. So congratulations, John. That's a good one. You knew that one. Number two. Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, and Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes are all examples of which game genre? A a shmup. B open world. C roguelike or D Mousseau. Oh, we got you now. We got you now. All right. Let's go again for the audience. Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, and Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes are all examples of which game genre? Shmup, Open World, Roguelike, or Musou? So it's Musou or Shmup? Hmm. Okay. Now, remember, Johnny, I can also get rid... You get a one-time use of getting rid of one of the answers. Get rid of. Do you want me to get rid of the last one or the first one? Okay, so now it's just open world, roguelike, or Musou. 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 That is correct. Very right. good, Johnny. That's right. Musos are basically warrior style games where you're dealing against waves and waves of enemies in open battlefield. Those right. are Musou games. Good. Number three. While VR tech is relatively new and pretty impressive now. Which of these was an attempt that Nintendo made at early VR? Is it A, the Virtual Nintendo, B, Virtual Boy, C, Virtual Game & Watch, or D, Virtual DS? Which of these was an actual virtual system? So I don't know if this is the obvious one or a popular thing that I'm 
that I'm thinking it, it is, but it isn't. But it's just popular, so I think it's that. I'm going to go with a Virtual Boy. That is correct, Johnny. All right. That's right. The Virtual Boy. It was basically a... It was like a stationary like binocular thing mm-hmm. where you had a controller, but the binoculars, you had to lean into them and look into the binoculars to play the game. So if you can, it wasn't attached to a TV. It was like, imagine like a little portable screen with like a tripod and a controller attached to it. So if you wanted to play the game, you had to lean in and like close it around your eyes. What is the sentiment around the Virtual Boy? Uh, it was one of those failed uh, Nintendo kind of wacky projects. It had like 20 games before like they ended up just like shutting it down. It was like early 90s, and it really didn't take off here in the States. But it wasn't like, hey, guys, here's this gimmicky thing. Like, yeah. Try it out. Yeah. It wasn't like, this is a state of the art, et cetera. Like, it was kind of, but my... it wasn't like their focus because that's when the Super Nintendo was out. Okay. So clearly they, they, fo- they put all their like PR and advertising into the Super Nintendo. Okay. And the Virtual Boy was kind of like, hey, like here's this wacky experiment. Like if it works, great. If it doesn't, then oh well. Okay. But that was like one of the first it, it would it basically did the thing where like the how the PSVR does where it has a different thing for each eye mm-hmm. to create that kind of 3D like pseudo effect. That's how it worked. It's pretty cool. I never used one, but I've seen like videos of it. It looks really cool. You're doing really great, Johnny. I'm surprised. Number four Mortal Kombat is known for its colored ninjas. Blue for Sub-Zero, yellow for Scorpion, green for Reptile, and so on. What is the name of the red ninja? Is it A, Noob Cybot, B, Smoke, C, Ermac, or D, Cyrax? I think I got you this time. Yeah, they all fit. Okay. So, what is the name of the Red Ninja? Okay, uh, say them again. A, Noob Cybot. B, Smoke. C, Ermac. Or D, Cyrax. Do I have any lifelines? You already used one. Your only one. Bet you wish you kind of saved it now, huh? I don't think this would work that much here because, like... No, this is easier than the other one. Do you think so? Okay. Yeah. Noob Cybot, Smoke, Ermac, or Cyrax? Now, I have to say, Johnny, I almost got this one wrong. I did, I was smart enough to double check because I could have sworn it was the other one, but I double checked. I'm like, oh, thank God I checked. So I would have been wrong. Cyrax. You're saying Cyrax is, is a red ninja? Yeah. That is incorrect, Johnny. My second choice was going to be the third one. Which is? Um, I don't fucking remember. Ermac? Ermac, yeah. That would have been correct. Ermac is the red ninja. Noob Cybot is actually the black one. He's the black ninja. Mm-hmm. He he was the first Sub-Zero before Sub-Zero died. He was the original Sub-Zero. Then you killed him. Luke Kang kills him. Then his brother becomes a new Sub-Zero. And he basically gets resurrected as Noob Cybot, the black one. Smoke is, uh, if I remember correctly, one of the cyborg, like the cyber ones with the dreads. Mm-hmm. If I can remember correctly, and Cyrax is the other one with the dreads, the other robot with the dreads. So yeah, I knew that part, but I was like, "Is he fucking red?" What well, he still said Cyrax, though. No, I know, I oh, okay. I know what he looks like, but I was like, "Is it yeah. the right color?" Yeah. Last one, Johnny. So you're you're three for four. Last one. Here's the last one. In 2019, which car manufacturer stated they would not be in Need for Speed, but would be found in Gran Turismo Sport? As the former of the two promoted illegal street racing. Is it A, 
Hyundai. B. Toyota. C. Ford or D. Saab. So which of these took a hard stance against illegal street racing and would not feature their game in Need for Speed? Well, okay, I'm gonna go off of the manufacturer. Uh, so we got Hyundai, we got mm-hmm. what else? Toyota, Toyota, Ford, Ford, and Saab, and Saab. What is so? Your- I think this is kind of a new thing because. Uh, now, okay. Now to to explain a little bit, in more recent games, in more recent since 2019, other car manufacturers have not featured their cars in various racing games. But this one being very specific because they made a tweet about it. All right. So Toyota isn't known really for too much like aftermarket stuff. Neither is Saab. Neither is the other one. And Honda would be Hyundai. Hyundai. Hyundai would be the newest addition to cars you would want to modify like Hondas or I'm, I'm going to go with Hyundai. I'm just trying to rationalize it, but I'm going to go with Hyundai. I'm sorry, John. That's incorrect. Uh, Toyota. How? Toyota in 2019 tweeted out that their cars would not be featured in Need for Speed as it promoted illegal street racing. Have they come around since then? I don't know. But in 2019, they didn't. Toyota. That sounds yeah. dumb. Yeah. Uh, the actual tweet, I, I, I looked it up because I was curious about it. So there you go. So you're three for five, John. You were on the three streak, and then you kind of just faltered a little towards the end. So I guess I did put them in the right difficulty order because you were doing really well, and it got harder and harder in the right like direction. Yeah. Three out of five, John. Not too bad. You've done worse. You've also done better. I think you actually got them all right once. But three out of five, that's like what? That's like a D maybe, six, yeah, six, 60%. Not great, not bad, but I think you. I I really thought you were on a hot streak in the beginning, so that kind of makes up for it. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna be it for us. Johnny, do you have any last closing words before we sign off for the night? No. Do you, does is Toyota in GT Sport the one you playing or no? Toyota? Yeah. Pretty sure it is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because they mentioned like they would be. Because what's the difference there? Well, Gran Turismo is like organized racing, right? I think you have like official tracks right yeah I'm, i don't know it brings up so many questions like was toyota in previous need for speed games? yeah yeah, like, they why were. Would they yeah they were now was there like some news they were news? before like oh this criminal got caught in a fucking toyota and toyota got word of it and i think part of it also made a response out. i think i don't remember for sure but i think one of the like fast and furious movies that came out that year i think and i think just street racing in general just got like a really bad rep that year I think. I don't remember for sure. Which Fast and Furious? It would have been, the I think, the last one that came out. No, no. Because the last one that came out was in 2020. Shoot. No, 2021. I'm sorry. So this would have been the one before that, maybe? Of all the Fast and Furious that would have promoted street racing, it would have been the first, and first, second, and third. Yeah. After that, they kind of just run. They just... It, like, go off. The, the latest ones, like Fast 9 or whatever, it's like, if you can't go to space, like, why try and they do. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for if you've made it this far into the pod. We, of course, appreciate your listen- listenership every single time. Uh, as always, we encourage you if you have any comments, suggestions, maybe you want to contribute a, qu- a trivia question. That would be great. Don't put the burden only on me. Uh, you can reach us at DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. Again, that is DuoSensePodcast at Yahoo.com. You can also reach us at our Twitter, DuoSensePodcast. 
Although I will admit, I don't check that one nearly as much as the email address. So your mileage may vary. But if you want to reach us, you can reach out either one at DuoSensePod on Twitter or DuoSensePodcast at, at Yahoo.com. Uh, and that's going to be it for us. Hopefully, I don't know for sure. Hopefully this time next week when we're recording, we'll have our thoughts on, if not our impressions, and hopefully our thoughts on God of War Ragnarok, which is shaping up to be the major competitor for Elden Ring Dude, this I've year. I've heard so many good things. Like, it's not like I'm going down my way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen, like, the people that I do follow, they're like, this game is fucking amazing. I've seen so best many tens. Yeah. Story, best so many tens. I'm glad I'm hearing that the side quests are way more, like, elaborate because the side i'm gonna be honest the side quests in the first game are kind of just whatever i know you said you haven't looked into it but have you seen the damn combat for this thing i saw kratos swinging the blades of chaos which is like okay that's all i need to know thank god like i i really don't like the leviathan axe that much so thank god it looks like you start off with if you don't start off with the blades then at least you had them earlier on i saw somebody make a comment which is like they said because you said oh kratos feels slow yeah but he specifically says kratos feels a lot more fluid unlike uh elden ring well Elden ring's not meant to be fluid that's a completely different structure but it's weird because you like elden ring the issue with god of war is that we had three previous god of war games where kratos was fluid he was spinning and jumping and doing all sorts of crazy acrobatic stuff and he now he's just old man tied to the ground you know what i'm saying completely different there's a precedent for kratos being fast elden ring souls games are known for their very you would say clunky. I would say, I would say very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Doesn't intentional, exist. very intentional heft. 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 Yes. So trash, just like the John. No, no, trash it's not trash, Johnny. The hefties. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.